0: Bring out the talent. Bring out the talent.
1: Bring out the talent. Welcome to Bring Out the Talent, a podcast featuring learning and development experts discussing innovative approaches and industry insights. Tune in to hear our talent, help develop yours. Now here are your hosts, TTA's CEO and President, Maria Melfa, and Talent Manager, Jocelyn Allen.
2: Hello, Jocelyn. Maria. Maria. Hello, my friend. It's so
0: nice to have you here with me. It is so nice to be here. And if I, I don't know if I can say this, but I guess you know me, I just go ahead and say things anyhow. (laughs) You look sophisticated and sexy today.
2: Oh, the double S. Thank you very (laughs) much. I have, I, to be honest, I think it's the glasses because I've been getting such headaches from like the computer screen. So I'm being more intentional about wearing my blue light glasses and everybody has commented on them today i think between that and the bun people are like you look very like sophisticated and smart and librarian (laughs) somebody told me they were like wow you look amazing and i was like take that back that was so backhanded (laughs) so hopefully
0: you were not offended by that
2: no, I want No, because okay. sophi- yeah. what yes, is better than course. sophisticated and sexy? Yeah. Yes, well, exactly. I mean, that is lovely. I absolutely. think I'm ready I said, to go I said in gonna, a nice way. Yeah, I'm going to yes. leave the day on a on a, a high note. A- absolutely, with that and it's <laughs> also
0: with your hair parted in the
2: middle too. Yes, I know. So me, which, which I trendy. like.
0: Trendy, Thank
2: yeah, you. very nice. You're the best. You look fabulous, my yes. friend. Oh yeah. Okay,
0: <laughs> are we doing a podcast <laughs> today? I know. Are we doing a podcast I so. on hairstyles or? I think we're doing a podcast on: Do you need to be intelligent to be emotional? <laughs> is that, is that what is? <laughs> actually, I think I have that mixed up. My <laughs> dyslexia, maybe that's actually one of questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so emotional intelligence is more than just a buzzword in today's fast-paced, interconnected world. It's certainly a critical skill that influences our interactions, decision making and even our leadership styles. In fact, studies have shown that emotional intelligence is responsible for 58% of performance in all types of jobs, underscoring its vital role across various professional settings. I could even argue it could even be higher than that. In this episode, we are joined by a wonderful partner, Joel Silverstone, who's the founder of This Fails Right, which I love your name of the company. He has a rich background spanning over 20 years and brings a wealth of knowledge and understanding in leveraging emotional intelligence in the workplace. Together, we will discuss the evolution of EI, debunking common myths and highlighting its real life implications. We explore how EI has become a pivotal factor in personal development effective leadership and in sculpting organizational culture. Joel also shares actionable strategies for individuals and teams eager to enhance their emotional intelligence. Welcome, Joel.
3: Well, uh, I don't get sexy and sophisticated. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like holding my breath, waiting. She's going to say it. How am I going to respond? Should I go? Thank you. What do I say?
0: You do look very handsome and like a fine young man. So (laughs) (laughs) I have to be careful saying saying that. Yeah. Okay. I know. I know. I know Jocelyn very well, so I could do it. But, you know, we could have a conversation afterwards.
3: For sure. For sure. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. Well, I, I I love your energy. And you know what? What's so interesting is here we are talking about emotional intelligence and how you started this podcast by demonstrating it, by reaching out to your colleague and giving her a compliment and then checking in with her afterwards if that was if that was OK. And you could just see and you could hear in Jocelyn's voice and her reaction about how good that made her. And she even expressed, you made my day and this is something that will stick with me. So there you go. There's the that show, is, everyone. That
0: That is good to hear. Real yeah. life example.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yes. And you're, you, you, you're welcome, you did it. Joel. You did it. And, and Thank you. And that's, it's. This on two levels. So one is a, as work as co-hosting with someone that you, you make the other person feel really comfortable because there's a bit of spotlight moment to be doing a podcast. So right off the bat, however, Jocelyn was feeling, she probably felt 10 times better. And then as a leader, as you are the, the leader of this organization, you. You showed real leadership by actually giving genuine not just saying hey Jocelyn, you hate you rock you said Jocelyn, you look sexy and sophisticated and you gave it de- <laughs> yeah. and you gave details the the, the part and hair and everything be flipping yeah.
2: it.
0: Thank you love that it. Is, that is good yeah. good to know I mm-hmm. we definitely try
2: to make our guests
0: feel comfortable because that's very key mm-hmm.
2: very important. absolutely. So, how else would you describe emotional intelligence? Troll, like when you think about it,
3: yeah.
2: Wh- how do you describe it, and and do you think people get it wrong?
3: Well, Imagine what you were. How the introduction happened because it is something that is becoming more and more common language. And as artificial intelligence is increasing its its capabilities and its reach and its breadth and depth, emotional intelligence is becoming something that. Well, I like it. Someone said ChatGPT is it's it's asking questions that ChatGPT can't answer, and I think that's one of the the parts of how emotional intelligence is coming to the workplace and becoming more common. And simply put, to me, emotional intelligence is being able to manage your emotions and manage the emotions of others, so that we're able to have a conversation or have a dialogue. And that's really what I see in emotional intelligence. It's as simple as that. It's really being aware of what's going on with yourself and what's going, what's aware with the other person, read the room, but read yourself. And also what is the ripple effect that you're giving off? So if, especially in this virtual environment, if, if I'm looking really cranky and grumpy because I'm deep in thought and I don't realize it, my self-awareness is off. So I, I but I don't realize the ripple effects because then it makes everyone else uncomfortable and because you're looking at me in a virtual environment it's even more accentuated that that's the expression on my face. So there we go. There's there's my there's my definition of emotional intelligence.
2: It's a good definition I think it makes it clear to people like what the, what this really means and there's been some evolvement of it, right, over over the years because I mean as Maria said in her introduction it almost had this like buzzword Quality Mm. to it recently, especially because the world has been through so many changes. We keep talking about it, but that pandemic did happen and it changed a lot of people's lives. And I think that's when we saw an uptick in hearing this word and catering to what emotional intelligence is. And so I'm curious from your perspective. I mean, even in that time, from going to the buzzword to where it is now, how do you feel? Either the concept of it has changed, or how people have changed regarding the idea of emotional intelligence.
3: That's that's really good, Jocelyn, because I think the buzzword of emotional intelligence is now like everything. It's like social media. We're just reading the headlines, and maybe we're not investigating what it is, and. What I always find interesting is when I do an emotional intelligence course and I'll, I'll ask, where do you fit into these categories? Self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relation management. We could talk about that a little bit more about that later. But what's interesting is most people say, I'm very self-aware and my inner voice is going, huh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so that's a that's a great case of the buzzword of people feeling self-aware, but misinterpreting what self-awareness is. And in fact, you were throwing that statistic out earlier about, about people doing well with emotional intelligence. They surveyed people in the States and asked employees, and I think 91% of them said they work with at least one person that has no self-awareness. So if, 91, if, if everyone's no, not self-aware, then who is self-aware is what I always wonder. So I think that's a great example of that it's a buzzword, and maybe we're not really seeing how we could best use it. As a team and as a leader, to really collaborate, to communicate, and and to move conversations forward, because basically emotions get in the way. Uh, that's why I call the the company "This Feels Right," because when we're doing something, we kind of go first with an emotional reaction. We go, "Does this feel right?" And then we then we ask ourselves the logical, "Do, uh, do I think this is right?" And then we go, "Okay, I know this is right." but we need logic to back up the emotion. So it, it is it's to realize that emotional intelligence is building our awareness for what is happening emotionally within ourselves and with the other with others.
0: It is certainly a great name of the company, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier. It, it is interesting when you talk about the the self-awareness part, because I'm sure, like I, I believe that I'm self-aware in a lot of areas, but I'm sure there's many areas that mm-hmm. I am not. And that could also change over time, right? Where maybe I felt like, okay, I can, I'm more aware of how I am reading people, or I feel maybe more intuitive, or I can tell how people are feeling. But then when you get into different situations, or you, I don't know, I guess I, that's not coming across right. But like, I, I guess if I say I feel like that I'm self-aware, I could be in a very different situation that mm-hmm. maybe I am not as self-aware.
2: Sure. Yeah. Like you're saying kind of almost from your, your control setting, you right. have self-awareness, but like your other, like the other kind of outside influences, exactly. it's like who, who the heck knows, exactly. right? I don't know until I get there. The because it re- is it really a
0: static thing? Right. Yes. Right. So yeah, does. No, I- I think so that's does super valid? I mean, yes, <clears throat> yes. Thank you for trying to figure me out today. You're so I, emotionally I intelligent right now.
2: That's yeah. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. I am not. Well, it's funny because we do have a VP of Contracts and Compliance here, who I'm not going to name any names, but he has no emotional intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> we- He he gets, he gets, he gets very, oh yeah. So he gets, he's, he's a very emotional man and he doesn't realize it. And he's like, I'm not being, I'm not heated. I'm not not getting upset. What do you think? And and then I'll have to ask other people, do you feel like he seems upset? And people like, yeah, I I think so. (laughs) So it's, it's very funny.
3: Right. Those are great examples. First of your own example, Maria, of of trying to figure it out, and I think that's what self awareness is it's not static. It is, mm-hmm. it's a continuous journey to keep figuring out what am I being triggered by, and I think we're and and each time we're sort of triggered and we sort of catch ourselves in the moment and go. Okay. This is a lesson that I'm, I'm learning here about myself, that this is something that, that triggers me, like your VP of finance who seems, who seems to get triggered quite often, I guess. But, and, to, but to, to start recognizing that, that this triggers me and then the effect that that has on others, which is the next part of self awareness, which is self management, which is now what do I do in this moment? How I always say count to two, like one, two, and in that one, two, how do I want to respond? What do I want to say so that it doesn't become about me, but it becomes about our relationship or this group and how we're able to move forward. And so that's a big part of self-management is put, basically put your ego on hold, just put it on hold for just a little bit. Just have, that's part of being emotional. Just put it just a little bit, just put it on standby for a bit. We'll, we'll come back to you, Uh, but put it because if you can't make others feel, comfortable or reassured or heard and understood they're not it's not gonna be reciprocal they're not gonna Mm. do that for you
0: right on as far as putting the ego to the side right because that's the hardest part yes
2: but i also feel like that's where it starts right is like is ego or or whatever you need to call it and i think a lot of times it is something that we consider to be the the ego is like you have to put it on pause because you, you you have to try to listen and understand and without removing that piece of you that, that centers where your frame of thinking comes from, like you, you can't move past any of the barriers. And I, I, I feel like I, in, in this industry, especially where you're talking to so many people that Mm -hmm. it's where the term of like, kind of, Talking to a brick wall comes from it's like I you're yeah. you're hearing me and it's and it's like it's stopping dead here and I need you to be able to move past this piece with me so we can get to the higher ground and and kind of help each
3: other help each other yeah great great example and that brick wall is also like you said it's your ego on whole. but it's also people who are very task focused mm-hmm. and so they're missing the moment <laughs> to have maybe create a genuine connection because I you know, I've got 10 things I want to get done, or I have to get through this task. And they're not realizing that they're missing a key moment to, to connect with you, to build trust to earn your trust to, to, you know, the way this is just to make you feel good, maybe in a certain moment. So there's ego. And then there's also the, the task. And I've seen so many leaders be, especially that, that middle manager who, who is, feels the pressure from above and the pressure from below. They're so, ta- they often tend to be more task focused. And that's, that's really such a strike zone for the middle managers to develop that emotional intelligence to 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 continue their leadership journey. Basically,
0: how important do you see emotional intelligence playing a part in personal growth?
3: Oh, I've been teaching emotional intelligence probably for close to twenty years, <laughs> and every time I sort of look at materials, I go, "Oh, that's good. I should do that more often." <laughs> And so I think that's the it's a, it's an ongoing journey. It's as as you were trying to figure out Maria about are your about your self awareness. It's, it's anything from writing down a journal to noticing your emotions to even watching movies and noticing in movies certain things that you might do. It, it, it not just affects our professional relationships, it affects our personal relationships huge. And I think sometimes it's even harder <laughs> in our personal relationships because if we have kids or we have parents or we have partners or we have friends or relatives, it's we know them for a long time. And so there's a history. And so we may skip some of the emotional intelligence parts to try to get to the good stuff.
0: Absolutely. I think
2: we're all guilty of that. Hard, Hard not to be, be though. It's <laughs> like it doesn't emotional intelligence... I, well, maybe that's a question, Joel. Does, mm. Do you feel like emotional intelligence exists naturally or is it something that all of us have to learn one way or the other? I mean, informally or formally. Some people have to get training. Some people experience it. Like, is it natural or is it taught?
3: I think we've all met some people that we go, oh, when I grow up, I want to be just like that. <laughs> some people are just like really calm, make you feel important make you feel valued uh, but they're able to also share a little bit of vulnerability like it's not like they're not manipulating you they're just they're they're just comfortable in their own skin and they make you feel comfortable so there's some people that have those natural abilities and then for for for, for the other 98% of us <laughs> i think it's it is it's a it's a process to to continue to 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 learn and grow and Now we say emotional intelligence is one of us has to be the adult in the relationship. And that's to me what emotional intelligence is also a big part of is continuing our journey. And I was just reading Henry Winkler's biography, and in his seventies, he's still struggling with basically, even though he was the Fonz, but it happened so early in his life. And you couldn't appreciate it. And we're always looking for what's what's on the other side of the fence, and and our stories that that sort of hold us back, how we grew up, or something said once, and and we it sticks with us. So it is it is a continuing journey, yes. I think.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I guess I didn't really think about that until this episode. Not that right. I probably took a step back to think about it, but but I was more like, oh yeah, I have emotional intelligence, versus that it really is a journey because right. every different stage in your life, you're experiencing new things, and you might not be able to experience these new things with the same amount of emotional intelligence or awareness. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I'll, I'll share with you like an episode that happened recently where my emotional intelligence failed. So this is my, my failure moment with emotional intelligence. And I was delivering a course on difficult conversations and, and talking about emotional intelligence. Now, I went... I went to Europe in person to deliver this. So one is you got to have as the facilitator. I'm in the back of my mind, or oh, they paid a lot of money for me to come to Europe. This better this better be a ten out of ten to knock it out of the park. So I got that story going on in the back of my head that there's a lot of pressure on me to make sure this is going to be well worth it. I've got a room full of of consultants, very factual people, people who like who analyze for a living and solve problems, not emotional problems, but often solve logistical problems. And they're from different parts of Europe and, and Middle East and Africa. So there's a whole bunch of different languages going on, but we're speaking in it. We're doing this in English. I get to this graph where I have different, all the different emotions and really to show the intensity of feelings. And then one of the people stand up, one of the participants stands up and says frustrated, frustrated, and then uses a few curse words and says, that's so stupid. And then continues to use curse words. (laughs) Uh, and then I, of course, I'm not using my emotional intelligence, my account, one, two, how do I want to deal with this? I'm feeling like I'm being the spotlight mode. It's got nothing to do with me, though. That's the whole point. It had nothing to do with me. In the end, what what that person was really frustrated was, ironically using that word, was that here was like like a hundred new emotion words in English that they felt they had to now master because for them it's logic. And so they were more frustrated about all the words that was going on. So that was an example of where... I reacted instead of responding, which was, and then somebody in the group even said, "Oh, this is so funny because now we got emotional intelligence happening." Yeah, that's quite an example, and I mm-hmm. could see how that would be a, a
0: challenging situation to be in. And,
3: and that was, and then once I once I sort of go, "Oh, hang on," <laughs> uh, that's where able to find out what's really at the root of it. When he said, "Well, it's it's it's." It's irritating that I now look at this and I think I have to learn a hundred new words and it's like, oh, okay, I get it. It's my fault. I didn't, you don't have to learn these hundred words. I was really talking about more the intense, give it a number, (laughs) one to 10 on intensity of feelings. You don't have to learn these hundred emotional words, but I could see why, why this, this upset you when you saw this initially.
0: So do you think you could be a good leader if you have very low emotional intelligence?
3: I think you could be a good. That's a, such a good question because I think you could be a good. Because I've seen leaders who are good with business; they're they're good at strategy, they're good at analysis, they can really plan ahead. But in this day and age, do they have the loyalty of people? Do they are they having the retention of staff? Are the people motivated? Are they getting the best from their people? I would have to go, I have to push the buzzer on that and go, (laughs) and go, go, no, they're, they're doing a good job of running the business, but they're not doing a good job of of managing the people.
0: Yes, I could definitely see that.
2: Right. Right. And I think that's the, 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 one of the differences that we see sometimes in organizations with kind of employee growth and development is like if that one piece is missing Mm. it's like tactfully we are good at business and maybe organizing things and working with people but developing people meeting them where they're at like that would be a huge struggle and I think one of the things that we talk about more recently is part of the success for training and development is like understanding where people are at meeting them there And giving them their own trajectory and 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 guiding them along it. And not being able to build the relationships up like internally too, which is so key
0: for collaboration, not Mm -hmm. being able to develop trust. Mm -hmm. Because if you have somebody that's just so focused on the tactical part of their business or just numbers or they just, they can't connect with other employees. And then just naturally, a lot of people might not open up to them, they might not want to work with them. Right. and they, they just turn won't. the
2: same type and turn into the same type of person. Where yes. like now they're just tax. That's
3: right. Like,
0: uh, right uh, absolutely
2: and, and do the same thing.
3: Yeah. And, and I think if you look at the statistics, why people leave an organization, most will say it was the manager, the person who was directly above them who did not make them feel valued, did not make them we're so much more aware in a sense of, of what we need as, as people, and especially now working in remote environments, we need even more connection. And as you said, Maria, trust is, is so important. And without that, you have no safety, and you have an employee who's not going to want to be very forthcoming or want to share anything with you. They're going to be just do the task, get it done, and basically then be on Indeed or job monster or whatever, <laughs> looking at the, the, the for the next job. So. Oh.
2: That is a good point to the dynamics in the culture that can be established around emotional intelligence or a lack thereof. So can you, can we talk a little bit more about that type of influence? Like how does EI really influence those things at an organizational level, like your culture and things of that nature that really boil down to how people operate with each other?
3: Yeah, well, if you are, if you're not talking about the emotions, and you're having a, a meeting, and some people need to just get on with the meeting, and others need to talk about their weekend, as an example. And so understanding that everybody has has different needs, what motivates us, some of us need safety, um, doesn't matter what the conditions are going to be like, we're going to stay with our job, and just we just need that stability. But others need growth, or they need understanding, or they need recognition, or they need respect. And if you don't have the emotional intelligence, you're not able to recognize, read the room as so a speak, or read the people. What what does Jocelyn need? What does Maria need? And And how can I help them feel that they are, I guess, being at their best and that they're being valued and recognized?
2: That is very funny because... Did you see how vigorously Marie was? (laughs) Some people Uh, need to talk about their (laughs) week. I
0: remember doing this (laughs) exercise with a consultant many years ago with our leadership team. And one of the questions was, do you like to have niceties at the start of the meeting? And I think it was a good split. It was probably maybe eight people in the room. And I was surprised because I was like, how could everybody not want this? This is so like weird to me. Like I can't imagine like walking into a room and just like, okay, today we're going to get started on this and just have a conversation and not like have any human connection. It is so foreign. So they've actually built in, (laughs) they built in niceties in some of our like larger meetings for me. So I get like, I get like 10 (laughs) minutes and- And yesterday they actually even started using this stop clock. You didn't even see like my niceties within the meeting, but, but but it is, it is funny to see like how everybody likes to communicate like differently and to try truly understand where people yeah. are coming from.
2: And for Joel yeah. to say it too, because yes. it's like, cause it's, it, it's so true. Like the way that we need, cause I need that too. Right. And mm. I said it in the beginning before we even started recording, Joel, I was like, well, that's enough niceties, right? Like it's a, <laughs> yeah. it is a very legitimate thing. And I like that too, because it, it brings the energy in and I need that energy. Yeah. I feed off of that energy, but I appreciate so much that the people who were also in those meetings At least here, who don't need to go in that way, still participate with us and like humor us. And like, there's a joke going around too, where they're like, where they're like, we can't put Jocelyn and Maria next to each other (laughs) at the table. We're going through, and at one point, I sat at the other end of the table, and I think we still did like a lot of damage. And I was like, it doesn't matter where you put me. (laughs) I'll still make it. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Yes, I was definitely born at born a like a joker. So to me, yeah. that is such an important part of an environment. And it's not that we're all sitting here not getting stuff done. It's like I'd rather like joke while we get things done. Right. If we're having a, an intense meeting, let's laugh about it, right? Because there's nothing worse than just getting like so stressed out, and then yeah. people can't focus. So. And,
3: and that's for both of you that those are another part of emotional intelligence are your your beliefs and values. Mm-hmm. And so humor, as I've, as I've seen for the past time that we've been together, is very important mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. that there is humor, that you're taking the work seriously, but you're not taking yourself seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's exactly what you say, like, we can still have fun, but and still get the get to our goal. And we'll probably, for both of you, we'll get to our goal faster in a way if we actually are being kind and having Mm -hmm. some humor and not taking ourselves so seriously. So that's, but the people who are very factual based often will, are taking themselves very seriously and taking the work seriously. Mm -hmm. And if they're able to show some emotional intelligence, which is, oh, there's other people here. (laughs)
2: Right. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. We should tell them
2: how high their emotional intelligence is (laughs) next time we're doing niceties. (laughs) Be like, did you guys know that you allowing us to do this actually shows an incredibly high Uh, reverse psychology? I like that. It's
0: very, very good. I
3: know. (laughs) That's that's a really because that's the other part of communication is that we we think people can read our minds don't they know what i meant <laughs> Did, right. didn't they know so mm-hmm. for for justin for you to say next time at our, our meeting we should actually let them know that what they're doing is 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 a nicety as well by right. allowing us to have this nicety and 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 showing a heightened emotional intelligence so it is
2: the season of giving so i'm I, going to give that yes perfect you know, i love that right, right? So, Joel, how do you
0: work with organizations? So, for our audience that's listening today, and they want to do more about making their organization become more emotional intelligent, what would they do? Where would they start?
3: What does your programs look like? Well, let's let's start with the fact. Well, one of the things I like to bring in is that my, in my former life, I was a professional actor. So. I didn't know that. Very cool. I, that very. I, I did not know that. Yeah, that was some yeah. wild, wild stuff.
2: Very, very cool. Yes.
3: yes. That was like a Ned McMahon moment. Uh, <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> you are correct. I, I uh, always say that. You <laughs> are correct, sir. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Look, we're having fun. Yeah. Uh, so bring some of those acting ideas into it as well, such as improv activities, such as Yes And, Listen Without Solving mm. a Problem, because actors... Actors, we always think of actors as being very vain and very shallow, but the truth is actors have to be extremely present, take after take after take. So they develop a muscle to, to be intentional in that moment so that they could be present because the idea of an actor, and this is part of the idea is what I call move, which is to be able to move the other person. And that's what an actor's job is to move the other person. No, it's not about you. Take the focus off of yourself and put the focus on the other person. so those are some of the a lot of a lot of interactive activities, engaging activities for people to find their own emotional intelligence because I never want someone to come to a workshop and then go out and go, "I just took an emotional intelligence workshop, and it says "I should do an a a three four eight <laughs> I should do this." <laughs> so it, they should own it themselves because it is varied as to how you're going to express it in different moments. But basically what it boils down to is, how are you are you responding or are you reacting? And ideally you want to be responding, not reacting. Are you able to read the room? And are you able to be curious about the other person to manage those relationships? And one of the things I borrowed from the book of Getting to Yes, which is all about negotiation skills, but I like to bring that into emotional intelligence is, and I I kind of paraphrased it, and I call it soft on the person, hard on the problem. So ideally, if, if an organization is using emotional intelligence properly, it's not making you and me the problem. So Jocelyn and Marie is like, we're not, it's not, we're not making each other the problem, but how could the three of us look at the problem together? And, and it is, it's about acknowledging. So if we need niceties, great. If we need niceties so that we could feel relaxed and feel safe to share opinions, then we can move forward and we can look at the problem together. And then the other thing I I I borrow also from Dr. Stephen Covey from the Seven Habits of Effective People, which is seek first to understand, then to be understood. And I think that really sums up emotional intelligence. Mm
2: -hmm. I love. I like.
3: Yeah, that's a
0: good one.
2: Because it it, because it's so true. I I in my own interactions, like the first thing that I do is I'm like, okay, just like listen, put myself in this person's shoes, and like maybe we're in the same ones, but like you have to like hear that side, because it could affect like wh- the message that you're delivering, right? Is, oh, I didn't know this part. So let me change what I'm going to kind of say and and what have you. And it, it just, it makes communication so much better. And I just, I, we see so often that between both of these things, communication and emotional intelligence, it's always a place that can be improved. I could John.
0: definitely do better in that area because
2: yeah. <laughs> it's a lot about yeah. listening
0: because I, yeah, I'm usually... Because I I and I shouldn't be justifying this, but I'm always seem like I'm rushing from one meeting sure. to another to a meeting. So mm. I just wanna I f- like assume I know what somebody's gonna say. So I I mean you you certainly have seen me in this. <laughs> this. <laughs>
3: do this so so I, I definitely have to do better in that. Well, Maria, that's very good self awareness to recognize yeah. that that that's again it's. <laughs> it's and it's just a a couple of seconds for the person to express how they feel if not they're holding it in and if they're holding it in they're telling themselves a story they're filling in the story and then jocelyn just i got goosebumps what you said i think that should be the soundbite for this podcast episode which is you want to listen first before you you say anything because it affects what you're going to say next because you might you're going to change or possibly change what you're going to say Mm -hmm. and that's real that's dialogue that's and that's As human beings, what we should be trying to do is not have a not just have a conversation, but again have that feeling that we're both listening to each other and what we're saying is being heard.
2: Yes, agreed. I love this. Such good stuff. I love. I love when something is so easily applicable to Mm. personal and professional aspects of our day to day because. I've said it on episodes before. It's like, gone are the days where you check things at the door. Like, that wasn't even a real thing. Like, you know what I mean? Compartmentalizing, we've learned, is not the way to do things. <laughs> you can only be who you are 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so, um, right. being emotionally intelligent allows you to kind of weave in between those barriers, but ensuring that there's never a moment where somebody isn't able to be themselves and mm. bring. That into organizational development because that that's what that's what makes those worlds go around is is the people and what they're doing. Drop the mic. Drop the. Well, I can't. because yeah. we still have a little <laughs> bit more to go, but If I, if we were done, I totally would.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, that was so well said, Jocelyn. I I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah awesome
2: well i mean i love this episode but and i can't wait for the next part of it which we might see our little producer dave pack, pop back up again because it's time for the tta 10
1: it's the tta right. 10 10 final questions for our guests
2: Right, Joel, you know what this is all about. It's yeah. It's time for the 10 rapid fire questions. And I mean, I've gotten a little less rapid fire with them, but just <laughs> go with it. Okay. I'm going to ask you 10 questions. 90 yeah. seconds will be on the clock. We want to answer them as quickly as possible. If you come in under the threshold, we will celebrate you. If you come in over that threshold, well, David will do something a little different, okay? But it's all in the name of good fun, and we're excited to do this part. So I love this. Are you ready?
3: I'm ready. Let's awesome.
2: do it. All yeah. right, David. We're ready for you. So 90 seconds on the clock, please. <gasps>
1: 90 seconds on the TTA 10 clock beginning <laughs> now.
2: All right, Joel, name a place that you've never been to that you've always dreamed of traveling to. Italy. What is your favorite day of the week? Saturday. You asked ChatGPT for a new catchphrase. What did it create for you?
3: Yauza yauza yauza.
2: Name a famous Jennifer.
3: Jennifer Aniston.
2: What is your favorite holiday movie?
3: It's a Wonderful Life.
2: How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood?
3: 8583
2: <laughs> Waffles or pancakes?
3: Both. <laughs> a, a waff cake.
2: A, a waff cake. <laughs> Which celebrity did you idolize growing up?
3: Uh, well, this is going to get me in hot water, but it's Woody Allen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what is seven plus two?
3: Nine, and I never finished grade nine math, by the way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What do you think the fourth little pig would have built his house out of if he existed?
3: Probably using fiber optic and, uh, yeah, fiber optics.
2: I completely (laughs) agree. All right, David, (laughs) that was 10. So, I mean, I can't possibly imagine that there's any other result than what (laughs) I think it's going to be, but why don't you give us the official verdict, please?
1: Yes, Jocelyn, the official verdict is as follows. Sorry, TTN Research is still doing their work here, calculating. Okay. Yes, as a matter of fact. Joel comes in at one minute and three seconds, way under the Whoa. threshold. I mean, not only
0: speed, but incredible answers. Incredible <laughs> answers, Joel, like very pleased, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> uh, thank you. Great questions. you yes. just ran
3: with it. Yeah. People
0: will spend a lot of time just kind of thinking too much. Right? Well, well we said something.
3: we said pancake yeah. and waffle. I, yeah. I could have said yeah. also a- anything to do with maple syrup. Doesn't matter. Right. Yeah.
2: Well,
1: it is the holiday season, so we've got a little Christmas treat cooked up and a poem written to salute Joel for his triumph in the TTA ten, and it goes a little bit something like this. Twas the night before Thursday, in Toronto so bold, Joel Silverstone prepared stories untold. With turtlenecks snug against winter's embrace, sophisticated and sexy written all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> Emotional intelligence is Joel's favorite tool. In Boston, we call it wicked smart, wicked cool. His communication accolades could fill up a shelf. This guy is so sharp, he's even aware of himself. A thespian at heart in the college days past. Theater's allure in each memory cast. His experiential sessions are now all the rage. Joel's showmanship is tops. He's never upstaged. But could he conquer the TTA gen? Have no fear. He heard Jocelyn's odd queries and said, hold my beer. Joel's a pod- <laughs> Joel's a podcaster, so his mic skills will linger. No novice at speaking. In fact, this guy's a ringer. Joel's a fan of Henry Winkler. Yeah, we heard that <laughs> remark, but unlike Ralph and Potsey, he won't jump the shark. His work is seriously good, but it's also humor he's pushing. He carries confidence, but also a whoopee cushion. <laughs> Here's to the pride of Toronto of impeccable repute. Canucks like Jim Carrey and Drake will salute. Mike Myers, Neil Young will salute your duty and conclude, hey, this guy, Joel, he's a beauty We'll continue to sing Joel's praises for miles. We'll even watch that old footage of you on the X-Files. Joel's oh. skills would say this long poem's gone astray. So Canadian bacon for all and to all a good night. Eh, thank you.
2: That's Whoa. Whoa. Oh, Bravo. <laughs> David. That's oh. my new favorite uh, Christmas it... <laughs> nighttime story. Oh.
3: David, you are the master of improv. That was unbelievable. It that really thank you.
1: You know, I do take improv classes. As a matter of fact, it really helps oh, in, yeah, in podcasting. Man. And I bet That's you'd amazing. agree. You'd agree, Joel. It, it it helps in a lot more arenas than just comedy. Oh,
3: you, it, it, improv isn't even about comedy. It's not even trying to be about being funny. Yeah, absolutely. That was yeah, exactly, David. It's, it's trusting your instincts. Yeah.
1: Did I have that right? Did you
3: appear on the X Files? I did. Yeah. That's my, my six and a half minute claim to fame. (laughs) (laughs) That is really cool. Yeah. That was great.
0: Well, thank you so much, Joel. We truly enjoyed having you on and we thank you for being such a great partner. And thank you all to our loyal followers for continuing to listen.
3: Thank you so much, Maria and Jocelyn and David.
2: For more information on emotional intelligence training for your organization with Joel, visit us at thetrainingassociates.com. We'll see you later.